1: Hi everybody, Russ and my Hammers Levin. Hope you're all safe and well if you channel. Please consider subscribing, hitting the bell icon to you aware of any time we put new content on. As always, we'd like to thank our channel sponsors, untuck it, check them out in the description below. Today's guest, we've had his son on that sun was a few, few months ago we had Rob on. So it's only right we have Vic on. So uh, how you doing, Vic? How are you, mate?
0: Yeah, doing well. Doing well, thanks, Russ. Yeah, it'd be a pleasure to uh you know spend the next few minutes with you.
1: A few minutes, that's what I like. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, it won't be a few. Never knowingly cut a long story short. That's my motto.
1: <laughs> but it's you know, and obviously we we're recording this on Sunday. It's going to be out go out Monday anyway. So <clears throat> obviously three points, job done, weren't it? Really?
0: But yeah, today, yeah. It's, uh I mean, considering the amount of um, uh, possession we had, and I, I thought we dominated the game in 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 certain spells. Yeah, you couldn't get that second one, could we? And you think is it going to be the West Ham way, you know, and then McBurney's it's the bar, isn't he? And um, so, no, it's, like, you know, like, I'm sure Sheffield United would have identified that as as a possible three points, you know, to get them out of that, a little bit out of that situation. But mm-hmm. um, maybe the old West Ham may have succumbed, but, you know, I, I think most of us are liking what Moyes is
1: doing at the moment. Yeah, exactly. And obviously, you know, and the Fulham game as well, isn't it? We, we never... Play rubbish and lose and win. Do you know? you always play rubbish and lose. So it's nice to not play well and still yeah. win. And so, it's yeah. a bizarre thing. But um, yeah, two clean sheets. Can't complain with that, can you? I think um, I think yeah, I'm 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 very I'm I'm pro Moyes. I just think he's 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 got something going on. Do you know? What I mean, there's something going on. You can tell, um, and also the way the also the way the commentators kept on talking about it as well you know, like how well West Ham play and how they, as a unit and stuff like that. And it's nice to hear those types of things going from the commentators because obviously they're noticing them as well. So we'll see, mate. We'll see, but it's nice because obviously we had those like that that horrible right well, It wasn't horrible because West Ham fans know we turn up for the, the big games, but, you know, we had all those, all the top teams, so to speak. And now we had this sort of mini run of Fulham. Obviously we got, we got United today and then we obviously got Villa next Monday. Um, and so you know that's that was that was sort of you were looking at at least 6 to 9 points obviously obviously to 9 that's a maximum but you know at least 6 points out of those three games so we going to villa game i'm i'm really confident because i think villa are a little bit off the pace now um from yesterday's results so
0: yeah i think if um if we, if we remember what moises everton was like when moises yeah. everton used to come down to Upton park I can't remember beating them too much, too many times, you know. And uh, if we did beat them, it would have been regarded as a very, very good three points. And yeah. I'd like us to be as solid uh, as, as Everton were at that time, and uh, you know, harder to beat. But if, if there's a trophy in the next few years, who knows? Mm.
1: Yeah, I know. I know what you mean, <clears throat> but, but it was the first time we've beaten Sheffield United in the top flight since. Yeah, nineteen sixty-eight, or something like that? Ridiculous.
0: Yeah, so, um, yeah, that's what the was saying, you know. But uh, you know, as Rob pointed out some earlier, earlier, like we beat them on more than one occasion in in the second tier of. Uh, yeah, I yeah, I remember going know. to them.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely, and also I think, but also Haller, that Haller's goal was the first ever top flight goal he scored outside the box.
0: That's right. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. It's like, what? You know it's like really. Yeah. So <laughs> you look a bit more happy by by scoring, a, you know, your first top flight go outside the box. But he, so yeah. he never looks; he always looks miserable, doesn't he? It's that French, it's the yeah. Frenchness about him. So, um yeah, but it was good to see him score. I think you know he needed he could, to get yeah. a goal, didn't he? To be honest, he showed no a bit anything.
0: more passion at the final whistle when he realised <laughs> three points. Yeah, but at times I don't like arrogance. You know, I think Anelka had that as well, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, um, yeah, if fellow was half as good as an Elker, I'll be, I'll be pleased. I hate that, yeah. There's something in there, something in their makeup. I don't know. I, I'm hoping it's not arrogance, but you know, you know, you look at when when Fornell scores, you know, that the passion oozes out of him. That, great yeah. While you know, just a little bit, just take it, pass a little bit that onto uh, Seb.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. But he and for now, it's not just when he scores, but when anyone scores, he's just like a little kid, isn't it? He's he's it. absolutely brilliant. I love
0: Yeah, we love it.
1: Yeah, he's a good. He's good, and he's. He, I mean, he's he's one of those players, like um, a bit like sort of Matsuyaku and Cresswell and Antonio, that Moyes has really sort of transformed into a different player. Because obviously, we signed him as like almost like a ten, really, and yeah. and these big gone to sort of left of these of the three and. Really done well, I think. You know, Fournells. It always looks like he's going to do something on the ball, and um, and as I call, I've coined this phrase, "Moisifications" to Moisify as a player, and he's moisef- He's been Moisified by Mister Mois, and so as obviously Antonio and stuff. And yeah, I mean, it's it's good, isn't it? I, I, it's nice to go into a game and and feeling confident, you know. And I think we we can all feel confident going into the Villa game because two three weeks ago, I don't think so because they were riding higher, but they seem yeah. to have just but then you know it's always but then we always say that's the thing, we always say it you know it's like when they go oh sheffield united haven't won a game yeah enter west ham uh you know because <laughs> that always seems to happen but um no it's well, all I'll tell, good
0: what, to... I'll tell you what russ interrupt you know i've already learned a new word tonight moistification and moistification uh,
1: feel free to use oh, it
0: someone i think's benefited from that fingers yes. crossed the side, Belbuena. yes great shout biggest fan but he's, he's keeping diop outside now isn't he yeah. And, um yeah I, I
1: think he's on a decent run of form he is and and it's funny because I, I mean those three if you look like diop oggy and balbuena always there's two in form out of them so it was always like and so it was it started off balbuena and sort of diop really at yeah. the beginning and then oggy wasn't really getting much of a look in then one of them got injured and then oggy is oggy and diop and balbuena has had no form and now, as you said, it's Balbuena and Oggy and Diop, there's no chance of getting in the moment. And, and Balbuena's playing the play, you know, he was the player I thought he was gonna get, you know, because he just you know, you're not if you're a captain of Corinthians, you ain't no mug. Um, particularly right, if you're Paraguayan as well. Yeah. So it's not even your your team, your your you know, your country's team. So um no, I think he's yeah. Back to the general that we all love and hope. So yeah, so it's all good. Yeah, so so it's good. And I mean, I just, I, it's nice. It's nice. Like you know, you look on Twitter and it's not all doom and gloom, which is nice for a change oh. uh, with West Ham. But uh, yeah, we
0: don't ask a lot. do We West Ham fans. Yeah. I mean, back back in the day, we'd win an FA Cup every five or six years. Um, you know, maybe offering have, have the odd relegation battle and that. We don't ask a lot. We just want to. No. We just want to like feel like we do tonight. I suppose you know. And enjoy
1: yeah. watching the same you know well it is it's just yeah you, know, you want the team to you know if the team don't win you want them to put a shift in <laughs> because if the team win it doesn't really matter sometimes because it's all about at the moment getting the three getting the points in getting us into a position that we're happy with but If the team don't play well, if the team you know have lost or or maybe got a draw, if they've put a shift in and they've had a go, then like they did at Liverpool and and Arsenal this year, then you can't really you know obviously the Newcastle game was the thing where we lost and we were crap, and so that's why that's why that game was such an awful thing. But uh, yeah, and you know apart from that game, really we've played all right you know we've we've either I mean, fulham game wasn't great but you know fulham tried to nullify us they missed yeah and so um oh sorry you don't want to know but sorry so vix told me vix told me not to tell him any scores so yeah so uh, other games no, I, yeah, but, I, know the, I know the
0: fulham score okay so obviously they they missed another penalty today didn't they so i don't know the
1: others, yeah. yeah they missed another penalty it's unbelievable but uh no it's uh it's all good and there's uh, so, a roll on roll on Villa now and it's good that we come back from international. There's no international break until March now. So, which is good, isn't it? Because it seems it's getting away all the time. We get a bit of momentum. And then, obviously, you know, the good thing is, obviously, it means that Antonio will hopefully be in the squad for the Villa game. Yeah. I think Moise has got a bit of a, you know, does he play him or does he, you know, does he risk? Because of things we're going to have all these games in December. We couldn't, you know, I don't know. I don't know if I'd, I don't know if I'd risk him. I think Antonio. it was a good
0: managerial managerial decision in hindsight, you know. Um, you know, not picking him today, you yeah. know. And and Alas come up with a winner, obviously. Uh, so it makes it a good decision that, you know, just to give him another week, maybe.
1: Yeah, we'll see. will
0: Even see. then, like if Allah's got the winner, does does That's what I mean? come straight back into the side?
1: Does That's him? what I mean. He's in yeah. confident, you know, he scored again he scored for the Ivory Coast, he, he scored scored a banger today and so you know, does he does he start with him at least put Antonio on the bench and then you know because my my worry is he get you know he comes back too soon from this injury and you know over Christmas we know there's like so many games over Christmas and so we really sort of make need everyone fit so yeah um that's when it obviously you know makes a big difference and if you've got a fully fit squad going into Christmas because after you know every game every three days whatever it is. so yeah it's one of man but we'll see we'll see at least, at least there's, at least there's sort of like there's there's competition for places i mean even ben yeah. rama hasn't got managed to get many game many minutes yet and we know he's jumping at the bits so yeah. it's nice to see some competition for places in the sort of midfield and up front not in defense really but yeah. um midfield and up, up front and i found out today that it's sufal not kufal that's
0: right yeah yeah and Southgate. Sal- I- yeah yeah i
1: don't get that no i don't think the sound checks right i really don't because like martin me and martin like message each other Martin does the obviously the announcing at the ground and he says sue check and he hasn't been corrected yet from the press guys but uh-huh. but sue Fowl, obviously we've heard it from the horse's mouth he wants to be called sue Fowl. it should be Kufal, but but Fowl. yeah yeah anyway 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 do when you and rob watch the football do you listen to it with the crowd noise on or the crowd noise off
0: um I don't deliberately switch either off. <laughs> you know, I don't sit there and say to oh, Rob, right, oh, let's have some crowd noise. Yeah. It's actually quite interesting, like, uh, actually hearing the players, if you can, yeah. uh, like, and the coaches and that. Um, so I think if I did think about it, I would probably leave the crowd noise off.
1: Yeah. I had it on today. I had it off today. It was on the, uh, whether okay, as you said i just pr- pressed one button and it came up and uh god it was noisy god they all shout everyone shouted today it was really really noisy oh, you know i think god, he really gets...
0: got caught out with the f word i think right? yeah well
1: that's I mean, why i like that's why i like
0: i was waiting for the i was waiting for the apologies from the yeah Normally the commentators say um like we're sorry if uh you heard uh unsavoury yeah. word or whatever but like i think you got away with that one
1: that's what I like, but that's why I like listening to the ground noise off because you get you know it's a Sunday or whatever, and you're a bit of swearing on before nine o'clock. You know, I'm a bit of a child like that. Yeah. My, my daughter's watching it as well. It's quite funny because they, they don't do it like they really shout it, don't they? So it's like it's um yeah, it does make me giggle. Right, okay, Vic. Safe. Um, first question. Um, he says uh, eleven minutes in. That ain't bad today um first question is why are you a west ham Vic? Uh, west ham fan Vic? you know we've had well, rob mentioned why he was a fan and you obviously a big massive well you, well, you were the main part of why he was a west ham fan but yeah. why are you a fan that's what i want to know today right
0: well i think i think i'm typical of my generation where i inherited it from my dad and my dad was sure. from sort of like the thatched house late in stone stratford area yeah and he was a west ham for well over 50 years right. um and um he first took me he told me he first took me when i was three so wow. that was 1962 so so not bad time to start supporting no basketball. not at all yeah it was like a, a two three-year-old three, well, three four-year-old glory under i don't know but uh, it, <laughs> i can certainly say I, I was introduced at the right time god yeah
1: wow what time did you exactly just I, getting I, I to peak
0: i can't tell you i can't tell you what that game was i've absolutely no, no idea if I was to talk about my earliest memories, yeah, it would be. Um, I mean, I can remember standing on my dad's knee up in the. If you remember the the North Bank uh, yeah. West End corner, there was a the cage up there, and uh, and the steps were uh, were really sort of like like high, like deep, uh, and I can remember standing on my dad's knee watching from that position. Uh, but my 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 earliest actual memory with anything to do with West End. Is actually standing on the corner of Green Street and Romford Road watching the team bring the 64 cup back for the pre wow. parade. But I don't remember watching the game the day before. I, I, can Brilliant. Remember, I can remember standing on that exact I could take it to the place. Yeah. That exact corner, watching watching the, the coach come by with, with the team on top of it.
1: Fantastic. That, that, Fantastic.
0: that, was, my, that was my first sort of. But you know, I've I've been going probably a, a couple of seasons before then. Sure. Yeah, you know, I just don't remember. I, 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 I'm a little bit, I'm, I'm gutted really when like you talk to people and they tell you what their first game was. Yeah. Uh, and I, I ain't got a clue. <laughs> <laughs> One of my good mates, my, my good football mates, his first game was the uh, the West Ham Sunderland eight nil. Jeffers six goals. Wow. It was his first game.
1: Wow. Some people have when I've interviewed them, they're like you know, notable first games. One of them was uh whole city when Steve Potts scored. Yeah. I was that's like, That's brilliant. That is like you know, that literally that is like a 0.2 point two percent chance of because oh, yeah. yeah. obviously five hundred odd games and one one goal. Um ironically enough, my I only found out yet. I found out yesterday because someone tagged me on a post at Facebook that yesterday was my twenty. Was it was the anniversary of my first ever game at West Ham, which was twenty eight years ago. Right. Um. So yes, five three Oxford United against right. Oxford United. So I've got yes yeah a few more years it's just a few um but yes i remember that yeah because oxford united scored after 30 seconds can you remember me like that like, yeah you know, with, with a snapper getting all excited and 30 seconds in oxford united score, and my granddad turns me and went, get used to it son you got a whole lifetime of this and yeah. i was like yep yep that's fair enough that's fair enough cheers yeah. granddad yeah and then uh i think we were two one up after that five minutes so it was all right um and then someone quizzed me about it in a in a recording we did yesterday did i remember the team that played i was like no I don't remember. I barely remember. You know, I remember getting there. I remember probably, you know, the drive there. But I can't remember the team. And the team was like, you know, Ludo and Potsy and all this. Like I could guess. I could have guessed it to be fair. Yeah. The only one I could remember is George Paris. So he was in midfield at the time. Did
0: you know, I think Joey Beacham scored for? Uh, he did. I Think we won four two. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I remember that.
1: Yeah, it's five three. It's five three. It yeah. yeah, but Jerry Beecham did score. Yeah. And Julian scored uh one of his thirty five yard pings, you know, like he used to do in the free kicks. So it weren't too bad. And and uh apparently the attendance was eleven thousand. So no wonder he got a ticket that day, you know, one of those really shit games early on in that jam- in that division two season before yeah. it started yeah. to get a bit close and we were getting close to going up and everyone in every game was a sellout i remember obviously yeah. going to the cambridge united one with clive allen score and everyone just like you know, i remember that so vividly that one
0: not not many people talk about that cambridge game but that's up there that's,
1: that's brilliant there, that, that game
0: that, that promotion winning game yeah
1: that's
0: there. and i don't know if you remember part of that game as well um cambridge broke away and yeah. then we got a brilliant goal that was given offside yeah and we got away with that we got away, but
1: that—that's a game that was like massive. massive. Yeah, because it's one of his first.
0: Don't get many people
1: talk about. No, it's one of his first games that I remember. well it was only my first real season there, so I didn't really have a, a, a back catalogue of games to fall back on. But it was—I remember having the guy next to me had the Portsmouth game on. That's right. Yeah, and so it was like you know, everyone was like huddled around him. You know, it's like nowadays everyone's got a phone with yeah. notifications and stuff like that but it just little i remember it, little radio and it was like really crackly and it was like oh it was just h- hilarious but i remember it so vividly because when that goal came in when clive allen scored that second goal i think speedy scored the first goal if i remember and then david speedy got there's there's a name of the past um and then clive allen scored the second and then i remember because i was in the west stand that time and everyone ran on the pitch and then literally i almost got taken out by a rope ladder which someone threw from the top of the west upper and oh. people were climbing down the <laughs> rope ladder i remember that it was like jesus Christ, what's that oh absolutely brilliant mental yeah. that was absolutely mental you don't get many there obviously you don't get many pitch invasions anymore now anyway but um that was sort of my vivid one because i was like this is just crazy this is just what's going on you know um yeah great day that was crazy 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 things but yeah right um let's talk about your eleven, Vic, because i think this is going to be quite a good one because as you you know you know you're as we've sort of established you're you're more of an experienced fan than myself that's a nice way of putting it, isn't it right really? i i've got i've got to admit it yeah
0: might not be to everyone's cup of tea no it's, it's going to be very very 60s 70s 80s biased
1: nice yeah and but the i think that...
0: for that is the reason for that is is not the criteria for my best eleven yep. is there's got to be some longevity yeah right? so I'm, i won't be putting Paolo food tray in it put it that way oh. he was the third best player in the world according yeah. to Ron atkinson and said we had no chance of signing it right so there's, there's going to be no palo food tray oh. also i've got to say they would have had to have played their best career football in a West Ham show.
1: That's, that's a good criteria. I like that. That is good, yeah.
0: So, you know, that omits Rio. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: you know, Carrick, Cold a lot. I don't even like yeah. listening that lot, you know. Um, so, that, you know, you, you could argue arguably say Rio would be uh, alongside, obviously, the main man. Uh, yes. The centre-back, but not in my eleven. simply because... You know, there's you know, there was no longevity with him yeah. and he didn't play uh he didn't play his best football
1: for West Ham. I like that. Yeah, I like that. that's good. Because yeah. too often than not we get players I call them, they they bookend their career at West Ham. So they either they have a, you know they're either Rio Ferdinand's and people like that and uh you know Jeremy Ngackias or they're Teddy Sheringham. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? We never get like the ones in their pomp very often. So I like that. I've got a funny story about Palafutro. Cause I was just talking to someone today. Um, so <laughs> Steve, Joe, so Jonah told me a great story about Palo Futre when they were training for, when they're doing the, the, the cross countries around the Hainel forest, which is the, the obviously preseason. This limousine, they're all waiting to go for the run. And this limousine pulls up and then the black twin at uh, windows just dropped down. And this cigarette, uh, cigarette, you know, one of those big sort of yeah. cigarette things, you know, yeah. Was just poking out with like it just smoking. Yeah. Door open the, the the chauffeur gets out. Door opens. It's it's Paolo Futre, all dressed, ready to go in his training kit. He runs for about fifteen minutes, jumps back in the limousine, then goes off. <laughs> <laughs> and and Jonah's like, "That's why I got to put in my eleven because the man had so much balls to do that." You know, that's the first time he met everyone as well, which is a uh, yeah, good old Paolo Futre. Right. Okay. So like the criteria, Vic, it, it's a nice idea. Right, we'll start off in goal. Then. Let's start off in goal. Then.
0: Well, there you go. Before I just tell you about like, yep. of people's choice, also, um, I'll be giving, you know, without giving too many clues away, but it's going to be obvious. Um, in my selection, there's three players I had as heroes spanning three decades. Wow. I.e., making debuts in the 60s yep. and left us in the 80s. So, wow. you know, there's. There's, that that's what being old get up and i can fall back on you know so anyway yeah obviously let's let, let's get to let's get to the goalkeeper Go on, um there's, there's not really any serious competitors to parksey no. right? but yeah. what you know before talking about phil um ludo i thought was a fantastic goalkeeper for us and there's one season in particular it was a promotion season we won so many games one nil and Yeah. Was literally keeping us in those games, and for that reason, if I hadn't um, sort of witnessed the, the, the signing of Phil Parks, uh, yeah. he, he probably be w- would be me number uh, me number one. But also, I've got to mention someone. Um, I've got to mention Mervyn Day. Now, when yeah. Mervyn Day, when Mervyn Day made his debut in 1973, beginning of the 73 season, um, he had a good run of games, and Ron Greenwood called him West Ham's goalkeeper for the next 10 years, right? Yeah. All well and good. And he had, he, leading up to maybe the 75 Cup final and then probably the following season, it, in my opinion, he was a much, much better goalkeeper than Pickford is now and Joe R ever was. Yeah. That, that early spell with Mervyn Day. And what I don't know if you know this, Russ, as well, he was the first recipient of the young player, PFA young player of the year mm, award. Didn't know that, though. No. Right, so so he, what Mervyn Day was a brilliant goalkeeper, um, yes. got married, and then it went pear shaped. <laughs> that's what I was told. But but Mervyn Davies was good. But you know you can't you can't look any further than big field parts, can you? Nah, nah. You know this. I can. In those days, in the late seventies, up to the mid eighties, I was almost hundred percent home and away. Sure. I missed. I think I missed about four games in all those years. Home and away. And I can only think of two mistakes Phil Park's ever made. One was the way at Sunderland when he let it bounce off of his chest and it led to a goal. And another one was an own game against Liverpool. Cross come over from the west side and he, his, his knee went. And he sort of he sort of parried across, which led to a goal. They are the only two mistakes wow. I can remember Phil Park's making.
1: <coughs> That's mental.
0: And um, yeah, he absolutely. But I couldn't believe it. You know when people say... They remember where they were when say like Kennedy got shot or yeah. or Elvis died. I remember exactly where I was <laughs> when we signed Phil Parks. It's like, man, I, I, I was sitting in my living room, waiting for my mum to do me dinner and the six o'clock news was on and Reginald Bosanquet was reading the news. And at the end of the news, a little bit of sports news. Yeah, uh, Stanley Night they'd just signed QPR goalkeeper, Phil Parks for a world record fee, five hundred and sixty-five thousand. I was I was reading the paper, so I weren't paying too much attention. But, did I just think of that? Right. Man United at the time had a rubbish keeper called Paddy Roach, right? So yeah. Man United could have done with a keeper, right? And like, I went, what? What? I'm, I couldn't believe it. Partsy was absolutely brilliant. And I think he made his own debut at home against Oldham. But as soon as he got between the sticks, the, the, the confidence that he oozed just, by, you know, because he was brilliant, yeah, yeah, yeah. It just ran through the whole team it was almost like his signing had an effect over the rest of the team yeah you know? and yeah, then um, as i say you know he was just fantastic for over 10 years for us wasn't it?
1: yeah it's mental was not it and and it's like obviously we've had we had marie on we had a, his daughter on once yeah. which was just which was lovely and um And just, yeah, he's just like, obviously she she speaks obviously so highly of her dad anyway. But, you know, everyone we've had on, you know, the ex-players as well who are playing obviously around around Phil's time. Um, And it's something about goalkeepers. I think, you know, I, I didn't... I don't think I... Really, I think I underestimated the role of a goalkeeper until Fabianski got injured and then Roberto came in, because yeah. it's just so. It's like it's like when you're building like a house of cards, and yeah. like and like the goalkeepers, the bottom bit. And if that goes, the whole structure just goes. Because everyone, as you said, like as soon as parts went between the sticks, everyone like the whole team are more confident. And it's it's so crucial to have a good goalkeeper, isn't yeah, it? And, and, yeah,
0: I, I, I actually I actually fought. That I mean, obviously, we had we had Shilton and Clements, sure, yeah, yeah. In front, yeah. I thought Partsy perhaps this is me being biased, he was better than Joe Corrigan, but Partsy was probably the third best goalkeeper in England. But oh, yeah, I, I still made him world class because yeah. I think he probably could have got in in 95% of teams worldwide. Yeah. Was that good. That's how highly I rated him,
1: mm. and sport. it's one of those things That's with West Ham players as well, they seem to always turn up at the wrong time of their career in terms of england so as you said like if if parksy was a few years either side he would have been england number one yeah really wouldn't he so um and, and it happens a few times with west Ham play but yeah Parksy's just yeah and eventually oh, we'll get, we're getting him on eventually well he doesn't like doing all this i mean you don't have a problem at all with doing this with it you know literally straight on you got, you got it yourself but so yeah well, marie's promised we're doing it in his bar, so i'll take that yeah. I'll take that. I'll wait. It's all right, Marie. I'll wait so I can do it in the bar. I'm fine. Right. Okay. We'll put Parks in. Um, you go through the team as you want, Vic. You go in whatever order yeah. you've got down, mate.
0: All right. Well, I'll um, we'll go for right back. Sure. Um, again, going back to the you know like the sixties and that. Um, mm. you know, um, I can't really, I can Although, as I said earlier, but it's 60, 70 aces based. Um, I was looking at players from a child's perspective, so. Yeah what i love doing now I, I love getting all the old dvds and all the old film I like watching old matches and that um yeah. through an adult size now yes. I, I don't think we've had a plethora of good right backs now nah. now i'm i'm obviously going to name my right back but i put quite easily i've had frank lampard at right back because he was a right footed left back wasn't he yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah and i was very very tempted to put him right back because most people's first choice would be the other player that played left back, you know, as as a left back, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. But
0: I was tempted to put Frank right back, but I can't, I can't go past Ray Stewart. Yeah, Ray Stewart. We had that at the end of the season when we got relegated, and that we had a bit of a clear out, didn't we? And then one of uh, John's first signings was Ray Stewart. Made his debut away at Barnsley in the League Cup game. I went up to see that, and uh, he was he were, he was the best young right back in Scotland at the time, Uh, I think uh, John had a good relationship with uh, the Dundee United manager. And um, so we signed Ray and uh, I thought, yeah, straight away, I thought he was good. Mm -hmm. Uh, And again, you know, my criteria, you know, he played for us for over 10 years, you know, there's longevity there. And another thing I actually remember, every now and again, he used to, like, obviously in emergencies, he used to come in centre-back. He was brilliant. And yeah, Ray Stewart as well. Absolutely brilliant. I think he played centre back when we beat Everton at Ellen Road, and because uh, Alvin was Alvin, they had Sontolitis, and they moved uh, Ray Stewart in the centre back. And um, I can remember him being brilliant in year But as a full-back, he was strong. Um, you know, he, he, you know, he was athletic as well, wasn't he? I, ju- I just thought yeah. he was a very, very good young player. And you know, we, you know, we, we, he did
1: well for us, Ray Stewart. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. I know. Like uh, obviously, going back, watching a lot of. And also, obviously, the penalties. You know, we, we mentioned yeah. you know the, the, the Fulham penalties, and um, you know, no, no one does that anymore, do they? No, no one just talks it, do they? No one like him just hits it hard. You know, they all try and do his Panenka stuff, but um, yeah, top top bloke. And again, he's one. He's another one who's a bit tet- of a technophobe. So we'll get him on eventually. <laughs> we can face yeah. But okay. he's brilliant. He's and he's a oh, lovely, lovely bloke as well. Like you know, yeah. if you meet him talk to a you,
0: friend Len. Uh, who yeah, these functions. I've, 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 I'm, I'm happy to say I've met all my heroes, and yeah. um, every time you know, every time you meet Ray, he's a lovely fella. Nothing oh. to too much trouble. Photograph. No. photograph, photograph love, yeah. love.
1: Oh, he's like old school. Sort of yes, thing. yeah, and they and all that generation. all oh, a generation. are as well, aren't they? It's like everyone we've interviewed from that sort of era, so to speak. They're all just lovely and and have all the time i mean literally bless him i i, I text because i don't like phoning people if they don't know me so i text everyone yeah, so okay. and he he texts me and he basically he phoned me back within like two minutes of me texting him and he just said, hi russ it's ray stewart oh hi ray. hi ray how are you hey look i'm not being i'm not gonna i'm not gonna do it because i don't like doing the internet stuff but we'll do it when, when we're back at london stadium but yeah it's cool that's no problem at all man i i i yeah thanks for getting back to me with it. He then chatted for about an hour and a half about West Ham, you know, just like I've never met the man. And then after after about an hour and a half, it says, Russ, I'm, I'm sorry, mate, I'm gonna have to go because the tea bags are just dried off the line. I've got to get him in before it gets wet again. <laughs> <laughs> Tickle sweaty, but yeah. yeah. Um top bloke, top bloke. Right, we'll put Tonks in. You carry on, Vic. Who's Left next, back. mate? Left back? Yeah, go <laughs> on.
0: I'm gonna get I'm gonna get slaughtered for this. Absolutely slaughtered. I'm not gonna put Julian in now
1: nope yeah
0: again um frank i had him i had him as one of my heroes over yeah. decades. you can't argue with two fa cup winners medals either you
1: can't no you uh, can't
0: no i know, I know he, he played left back for the majority of his career i actually remember his debut um sure, wow uh, man city at home 67 um I played right back that night or sorry reminded me when I met him a few few months ago I thought, he, I, I thought he played left but I was I said sorry Frank I was only eight um, but um I'm going to put Frank in there <clears throat> even though I think Julian was actually the more talented player
1: Yeah no, I agree
0: Andy was Julian was very very um inspiring as well wasn't he What yeah. um, what on left foot he had a beautiful left foot didn't he julian obviously oh. without stating the obvious took those no prisoners was an excellent defender but i'm going with frank um because of the my criteria you know the, um, yeah. the, the longevity and he was p- part of two excellent west ham teams over the years yeah. yeah definitely
1: yeah i mean you can't you can't you know there's not many there's not many people left really who have done what he's done in his career in terms of west Ham. i think with frank and it's like it's funny i talked to a lot of the more experienced fans uh, and and the and the sort of the, the older players as well about frank when they pick him for their sides and it's one of those things where he seems to get obviously you know based on you know people you know don't necessarily look at him as the player but obviously then as the assistant manager and obviously his son is and stuff like that and therefore he's not revered in the way that he should be do you know what i mean like with like the billy bonds and, and and bobby moore's and you know you see how many games he played for west ham you know and he should be revered in in the, but he's always like probably about fifth do you know what i mean when people talk about the greats of west ham he should be higher up and it's it's a it's a shame because you know as you said he's just like you know he won two fa cup medals you know hello <laughs> Only yeah, people his, did that
0: he's something rust that not many people talk about he actually played more for west Ham than bobby moore did
1: yeah yeah exactly he actually yeah seconded, didn't he? second yeah. Still, yeah yes so,
0: yeah. And, that's got to give you something, doesn't it? That's oh, it's it. totally,
1: totally, and I just think it's, it's it's a real shame because you know we were we we're sort of revering these you know these legends and like people like Billy and as obviously Bonzo, it was a, a Morrow and you know Brookin and you know but he needs he you know I just think there's you know and it's probably unfortunately one of those things that happens when he's not here anymore because that seems to happen you know everyone you know everyone sort of remembers people after they've gone we're actually taking the advantage like with billy when we had to do his do the stand that was that was the right thing to do at the right time you know so yeah, yeah it's one of my big missions i don't know how i do it but yeah
0: just a couple of memories of frank is that uh, uh i used to love the way he used to deal with john chidozi i mean first when he was at orient and then he went to knots county i mean like i, I had a really great um crowd of like um fellow supporters we used to go on the coaches together and we, cool. we did all them we did all the grounds you know and uh we used to look forward to Notts county away because like when Chitose used to come up against Frank <laughs> it was like <laughs> carnage absolutely carnage but my last I suppose my lasting memory of Frank is apart from him obviously scoring the goal at Ellen Road and his yeah. goal celebration um, This was Alan Devonshire's debut for West Ham. It was a League Cup game at home against QPR, right? We lost the game 2-0, I believe. But I was standing right by the tunnel, right? Anyway, QPR... I don't know if anyone's spoken to you about this before. QPR are kicked off. This is to start the match, right? They've kicked off. They've played the ball straight out of Dave Thomas, who's standing on the halfway line, but on on, on the touchline, right by the tunnel. The game's three seconds old. Frank's taking him out, waist eye, right. And like, this is up to three seconds. It's one of the most horrendous tackles I've ever seen in my life. And it was Don masson and it was so close to the pitch, it was unbelievable. Don masson he actually used an expletive, right? And basically, with this expletive, he went, "Bloody hell, Frank! What was that all about?" right And I heard Don Masson say it. And of course, Frank got up, probably patted. Dave Thomas on the on, on yeah. the
1: air and, and walked away. That's, <laughs> I think a lot of people that are at that game like, will never forget that tackle. Brilliant, love it. I love things like this. It's brilliant. It's it's uh it's so funny. I, it's just it's just it's almost like you. you what I love about doing these 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 interviews is almost like you're reliving people's well, you are. You're reliving people's experiences. But you know, but for me, it's almost like a first time. So it's like I'm going to go back and 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 go and look at some of those ex- examples and go and find the you know the clips on youtube and stuff so it's brilliant yeah. so i I'm, that's what i'm doing here i always write notes everyone else what i write on here and i write notes of things to watch um yeah. right okay we'll put stuff Ooh, yeah, yeah lovely stuff so we'll put frank senior in um you center center off then who's your first center, uh, half in? center
0: off um well let's let, let, let's get the obvious out of the way really i mean obviously bobby wall yeah you know, if i'm if i'm playing like a 4-4-2 i know he played like left wing half when he first got in the side but I, I think, you know, if we're going to sort of have a, you know, have a balance of, um, you know, systems, it's, it's just easier to go through, you know. Yeah. So we'll, we'll have Bobby Moore and, you know, what, what can I say about him? Um have been said before, you know, I, I was lucky enough to meet him um, and um, he signed a ball for me, which I've still got. I've got a... I've got a bit of a memorabilia collection that I'm quite proud of. Um, and one of the main pieces are, I've got a plain white leather football that I got 30 odd years ago. And I've got all my favourite players uh, to sign uh, over the years to yeah. sign in each like, little panel. And it was difficult enough just to get an old fashioned plain white leather football.
1: Sure, but, yeah. Um,
0: in each of the panels i've got all my favorite players and oh, wow. i wrote to all the players but uh, bobby moore was uh, working for capital gold sport at the time and um i managed to meet him and i've got fantastic photos done with him but unfortunately like he, he wasn't well at the time so nah, yeah uh, you know so that's that's like that's a memory of the pitch i've got mm-hmm. of him but i can remember sort of you know sort of obviously going in those early days and and this is another thing that I don't like about a modern game, it's only something silly. But in those days, the teams used to come out separately, if you probably remember. Sure. it's all choreographed with like the Premier League logo and yeah. they'll pass each other and shake each other's hands. One of the great things about going to Upton Park was the the atmosphere that the fans created. And you could really run that home when, when the team came out on their own. You know, you, you yeah. know the Upton Park roar, you know. But like i can remember getting it as a, as a little boy getting in the ground really early and obviously really excited and then the image of bobby moore coming out of the tunnel wow. you know and it, it's it's my favorite kit of all time That, that yeah. this kit um you know and his, his white shorts and his white socks immaculate almost almost like medicinal you know he looked he got so crisp oh, but it was like godlike with bobby Moore, <laughs> yeah. and um you know that's that's the image that that that, that you got and um i think everyone said said everything about bobby moore you know that you
1: know yeah um... i mean it's and we've we've interviewed some players who are obviously fortunate enough to have played with with bobby as well um and just the, the way he conducted himself um it, you know within the team you know he'd, he'd, he'd wait at the players entrance and shake everyone's hand when they come in yeah. um and like stuff like that you know class and obviously we had people like matt lorenzo on who did like a massive yeah. um the bobby moore uh, documentary yeah. right. um and so yeah it's brilliant and so yeah and obviously he he, he knew bobby quite well um through his dad as well so um yeah just an incredible man and that and that's the idea again if this of this whole thing is to sort of categorize all these different memories as you've got memories of him of him at, you know meeting him and and signing his football when he was at capital and stuff and oh, I, love I love it i love it love it right mr moore is in i think i was a nailed on one to be honest right okay who is next then right, the, the
0: center back is probably yeah. my most difficult decision out of, of that um because like most of most of my team you know, um, you know, they they picked themselves to be quite honest. But yeah. going back, we we had a good centre back in the sixties, obviously, um Ken Brown senior. Yeah. But then we went years. We must we must have gone almost twenty years without actually replacing him. We tried we tried Alan Stevenson, we tried Tommy yeah. Taylor. But it weren't until Manuel Pogatex came into the side that I thought really
1: exactly. i was literally <laughs> typing in Pogatex. I was seeing if it was a P A P O G. <laughs> I was just like just Googling it.
0: <laughs> oh, I'm thinking of Strada the Plodder. I'm yeah. thinking of Paul hilton But yeah. Sorry to disappoint everyone. <sighs> gotta be Alvin. Yeah. It's gotta be Alvin. Brilliant. I loved Alvin Martin. Absolutely loved him. Yeah, and I thought, you know, yeah, yeah, he's, he, he, he uh, until Alvin got inside, the um, you know, we had, we hadn't really had a, 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 a commanding
1: yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: centre back since since Ken Brown.
1: Yeah, it's a great shout. Yeah, you're right, and yeah, one of these players who. You know, weren't from around these parts, but, um, you know, he came down as a, as a as a young kid, really, from yeah. Liverpool, and then, you know, still lives in the area and, you know, all that stuff. So I still seen around quite a bit. But, yeah, no, he's, um, yeah, top, top bloke, isn't he? Top, yeah, top bloke. 12, in a, and, again, 20, 20 years of the club, wasn't it? Something like that. Yeah,
0: yeah, two, two testimonials, didn't they? Two
1: testimonials. You know, nowadays, you know, if you get three years out of a player, you've done well, haven't you? Yeah. So, all
0: fulfills all my criteria.
1: Yes, exactly. Tick, tick, tick.
0: Best football for West Ham. Uh, was, had the longevity. Yeah. And he's um, it's, it's like an adopted copy, really, isn't he? Yeah, like, like like Ray Stewart. They totally yeah. dear themselves to so much to the fans that, like, you forget Ray Stewart's a jock sometimes and Alvin a yeah. passer. They're like us. They're like one of
1: yeah, us. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. Uh, right, OK, we'll put Alvin in. Into midfield. Go on then, Vic.
0: Well, uh, four in midfield. I'm thinking, do I go with a diamond? And I'm thinking, <laughs> no, I don't know. I'm just gonna hit you with four midfield players. Yeah,
1: just do and it, man.
0: A couple of them will be obvious, like like the, they'll all be obvious. Um, but a couple that the, their positions will sort of be obvious. Like, yeah. So let's go left midfield. I'm going uh, Dev. Yeah. What's a player! What's a, what's a I, honestly. I'll, when when he made his debut against against QPR that, that <laughs> night. I, I was a bit disappointed in myself because at the time, um I was following all like the youth. I was down Chablis for, like Saturday mornings watching like the under eighteens and the under sixteen sure. like, like, following a lot of the it, it was before the academy system as we yeah, know yeah, it. yeah. And so if you wanted to see like the youth team You'd either go and see him at Upton Park in an FA Youth Cup game, or South East Counties, um, or if you wanted to, you know, really follow it, you'd have to go over a Leaf on a Saturday morning. And like Dev, this, this player called Alan Devonshire is like in the side. Like, oh, I've never heard of him. Like, Where they got him from? You know, I've, I've never seen him at Chavleef as a youngster, and I was disappointed in myself in not knowing him. Anyway, yeah. he, had a, he had a good game that night, and he just went on to be. You know one of our best ever players and um i'm not comparing him to george best but when he used to pick the ball up deep say from partsey and then just turn and run right he i'm mentioning george best like that no one compares to george best but he would glide past players right and then you think he was running at his his peak speed and then all of a sudden it's it finds it take off again yeah, within the same run, you know, the, the defender would think they've got in here, yeah? and then if it, it, somehow it, it it at that little burst of speed again, he was brilliant. Alan devonshire absolutely loved him.
1: Yeah, and, and 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 again, you know, one of you know, you look at players now, and obviously, you know, what I think, you know, because he's sort of, we, we picked him out of you know relative obscurity as well, you know, for five grand or whatever. I mean, we what, what get for five grand nowadays, you know what I mean? Like a second-hand Fiesta or something like that. Um, You know, what would he be worth in in today's market? But, you know, him, what I think, uh, compared to modern players as well, is obviously he got the injury and he came back a completely different player. He had to reinvent himself. Nowadays, footballers are so one-dimensional, it seems. I always think of someone like Michael Owen. When Michael Owen did did his hamstring, he was never the same player because that was all his game was pace. Yeah. Where Dev had to do sort of, you know, had to he had to redevelop himself into into yeah. you know the the eighty five, eighty six version of Alan devasty Do you know what I mean? It's just and so um And that was still yeah. a
0: brilliant version, wasn't it? Oh um, yeah can you imagine how good he would have been and like yeah. you know in this day and age how long would he have been with us? Yeah you know? um so that's why again going back to the biased, you know, football was a different <laughs> game in those days yeah. where the clubs had the power and the players didn't. Um, you know, um, uh, pl- uh, uh player power really has, yeah. has changed the game since it the has, yeah. Um, but Dev, yeah, Ooh, what's a player? Yeah, loved it. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. top bloke as well. A lovely bloke with him on. He yeah. couldn't work, he couldn't work all this out. Vic. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I know I had like a 20 minute conversation with his wife trying to sort That's it like, out. Yeah. Bless well, him, bees. Yeah, and he's just had a just had a hip operation, has not he? So he's recovering from that at the moment. So um he's not he's not doing the old maidenhead stuff at the moment. He's he's giving it to his assistant oh, manager. So yeah, I
0: knew he had yeah, but I didn't realise he um it it's it pulled back on the on the coaching
1: then. Yeah, I, I think it's only while he's recovering from it, so but he's all right. I mean the, the maidenhead seems to be doing all right at the moment, so it's all good. Um right, okay, that's Devin. Who's next, then Vic?
0: <coughs> Sir Trev.
1: Sir Trev. Sir, Sir, Sir Trev. Oh
0: honestly, i I feel when, when I mention a couple of these midfielders' names, I, you know, I've been in their company a few times. I mean, I, you know, I could name drop for England simply because of all the yeah. all the functions I've been to and just to yeah. be in the same room as Trevor yeah. Brooklyn. And, you know, as I say, I, I, I remember, I actually remember him scoring an extra against Newcastle. That would have been about sixty-eight, about yeah. uh, 69. And, he, you know, he could have left us he he, yeah. weren't a, he weren't getting a a, 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 um, a decent run in the side um, but obviously you know he's become one of our greatest greatest of all time you know and yeah. he, um, oh, i just love the way he glided across the pitch today and then
1: yeah
0: my, 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 my lasting memory about trevor brooking is, is 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 my actual favorite goal at upton park which is his second against Eintracht Frankfurt. Right, now that game, if if you're asking about, um, you know, your favourite games, everyone at my age we'll say Frankfurt. No, Mm -hmm. no two ways about it. But I was at printing college at the time, and in Dagnum, and I had to catch a bus to Upton Park from Dagnum, and it was torrential rain. You get off the bus, you get soaked, (laughs) like the rain's pouring down, but you knew Brookham was going to be brilliant. You knew it was going to be brilliant that
1: night. Yeah,
0: and I don't know if you have you know you ever seen the game on on. BBC
1: yeah, World. yeah, I have had to watch yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, you know, puddles everywhere. Yeah, and, and honestly, I never ever get sick and tired of watching that goal. Watching <laughs> that goal, I mean, people talk about the Decanio volley against Wimbledon. Yeah, um, my actual favourite Decanio goal is 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 not that one. It's the one he gets against Arsenal at the um at the South Bank end. Yeah. Uh, you know, when he does Keown, um on Tony Adams. But, you know, Trev, that's my lasting memory of Trevor in is, is that yeah. uh, his second goal against Eintracht Frankfurt, I absolutely love it. And I, I, you know, I'll get a bit emotional, I'll be honest with you, you know, when I talk about Trev and, and, and another midfield um, selection of mine.
1: Yeah, yeah, I could probably guess who it's going to be. But yeah, but I mean, with Trevor as well, he just, you know, it, and, 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 and Dev as well, you know, you, what i've realized obviously because i've been watching a lot more of the older game particularly like the first lockdown when there was no football on um was just the state of those pitches and they would play in the way they were playing on these bogs of pitches You know, you know i remember when, when we interviewed frank when we interviewed Macca, he said to me you know go and watch that chelsea game we beat them four 0 at chelsea it's literally yeah. like a sand but it's like it's literally like a beach and there was still Playing incredible football, what, what could they do on the bowling greens of of London Stadium? Do you know what I mean? How much should they be worth in terms of money as well? Absolutely mental. But, um,
0: I'll tell you the match to watch if you're talking about pitches, yeah. is five one away win at Man City. Um, Jimmy Groves is his debut, right? That's yeah, the game to watch for, okay. for, for all the pitches. It's um, unbel- there's not a blade of grass on the pitch, it's just mud, it's just mud and <laughs> water.
1: That's all it is. That's the, where where Roddy Boyce gets that that volley from the halfway line. Oh yeah, I've seen I've seen the goal. Right, yeah. Let's see, see. I've written my note it, down. If
0: you, if you if you if you compare pitches.
1: Yeah, we'll do. All right, so it puts a he puts a Trev in. Who's he going to partner in the midfield then? Well, no wonder.
0: He's, he's, he's pretty, <laughs> he's pretty,
1: Let me just type man. in Jonathan So I've got to type in Jonathan Spector. Sorry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, that's a good idea, Jonathan Spector.
1: Um.
0: He yeah, that so one
1: that, guy, that, that Man United game, you can't, you know, when it's like, where the hell is this player? You know, Jeremy School of Brace. <laughs> embarrassing
0: about that Man United game. We had mugs produced, didn't we? The club shop oh. produced mugs. Was it Was it 4-0 or 4-1? Or oh, something? something like that. It was pissing I down,
1: I remember. yeah. A bit embarrassing, isn't it?
0: Yeah, Now, anyway. um, nah, we obviously, we're going with Billy Bonds. Yeah. And... Um, you know we, we you know i've got a quick try try and tell this quickly you know um when we signed billy bonds in 1967 i was on a cubs holiday right so i'm eight years old i'm on a cubs holiday at bognor regis right And what's happened is is west ham have actually pushed a boat out here which like was unknown for us right yeah we signed, we signed three players we spent a world record fee on a goalkeeper. Not the world's greatest goalkeeper, Gordon Banks, who wants to come and play with his World Cup winning teammates, right? No, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not Scotland's number one, right? But Scotland's second best goalkeeper, we spend a world record fee on, right? Yeah, Ferguson, right? Yeah. There's one signing. The other signing, the centre half John Cushley, right? Celtic reserve. I think he was he was like you see him in the um in the celebrating photos when uh, Celtic win the European Cup, you know. So he was in the squad, right? And Billy Bonds, right? So, we had we, we had sort of no telephone or nothing like that. So, the only way I could find out how these three players b- debuted, debuted was getting off this coach, like, a week, week after. I knew we'd lost the game 3-2, Shepherd Wednesday. I come running upstairs and went, Dad, 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 like, what are three new signings like, Dad? And dad said, the goalkeeper's rubbish. <laughs> the centre-arse rubbish. But the young lad Bonds looks a good player right so, um, <laughs> so that was my first report on billy bonds now obviously as a right back yes i thought he was great as a right back right uh and i don't know whether many people are remember he actually played a couple of games on the wing right so but obviously he ends up getting made, uh getting moved from right back into midfield which was my favorite billy bonds position
1: yeah yeah,
0: yeah. love oh, Those pictures of him with his, like, ankles, like, like, his socks round his ankles, that beard, like... (laughs) And do you know what? I'll actually describe Billy Bonds. This might sound biased. I think he was the fairest hard man I've ever seen. All those other hard men were nasty so-and-so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He nasty. He was just hard. And, like, and and, I can remember him saying he used to get such a buzz out of, whether this is a word or it makes sense, he used to love out-fitnessing his opponent. Yeah. Like, so, he would go through, uh, as all these players were dropping, like, you know, like flies, Bill would still be trudging through that mud and, like, not taking any nonsense. And, like, yeah. constant liberties with, like, Trev, like, Bill's in there, and he? No nonsense. And then obviously he moves back to center half at, at the veteran stage of his, his career yeah. but i loved him i loved him as a midfield player but um you know I've, I'm, I'm leaving a few i know you know i'm about to name my fourth midfielder but i've got I'm, i've got to mention graham padden i love yeah. he was a beautiful footballer and he gave us a lovely we had a lovely left side him, like like leading up to the seventy five cup final, you know we had we had Frank on the left, even though he was right footed, you know, yeah. um, and th- and then we had Graham Padden on the left side of midfield, and on the left side up front was Keith Robson, right? And Robbo had a couple of great years for us. He, he was he was no nonsense, but Graham Padden as a midfielder, I loved. I loved old oh, But I thought Berkovich was a again yeah. a lovely footballer, and and to this day, and I'll include. You know where I'm from, and how early I can, I can comment. On
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: Iel Berkovic was the greatest exponent of what I call the final, the, like the final ball. That when you yeah. get, you know, you can come, you can build up from the back. Yeah. yeah. The field, but it's that all-important final pass mm. that 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 creates the goal-scoring chance. I haven't seen anyone in a Claret and Blue shirt provide no. that like final pass as well as he did. I thought Berkovic was brilliant. Yeah. um so yeah. i feel as if um i have to mention and Niall albertovich but my, <laughs> th- my fourth choice my fourth choice build yeah. on where you're gonna play him i don't know a because he was such a talented player uh, and he played in every position right and it's martin pieces yeah um did he play his best football in a west hampshire i like i think he did just right but i've had so many so many players that i've met over the years and in the know tell me, out of the three, Earthmore and Peters, he was actually the most naturally gifted player out of That's what they say, isn't
1: it? Yeah, yeah that's what they uh, say out of him, yeah. He
0: was an absolutely magnificent player, Martin Peters. And, like, I mean, work my me system out. I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to say But he could literally have played anywhere, you know. I don't, you know. So, um...
1: That's,
0: yeah, not, that's,
1: that's quite a, quite a tasty it. midfield, that that bit, to be honest. Quite tasty indeed.
0: <laughs> he like, where, where, where are you going to play him? I'm not yeah. so sure, but yeah, you're, you're going to be playing Dev there, and you? Trev. I suppose there's a little bit of flexibility with uh, with uh, Trev across yep. that line somewhere. Bonzo's like he's just like he's just sorting everyone out, and he and um,
1: yes, he just... and it was and it was nice to see. Like obviously, we talked about Bonzo. I said that the whole naming the stand after him, like last season, and was it last season? Yeah, it must be last season, um, and stuff like that. You know. He, again a man who doesn't show any he never showed any emotion um you know it's almost almost be breaking down crying you know there's lots of dry eyes not many dry eyes in in london stadium that day but um i was in tears myself yeah it was lovely to us yes yeah and he came right over to us
0: well i
1: was i was actually sitting in the billy bond stand there we go he was literally because (laughs) this is his stand so yeah yeah,
0: and when when he started giving it that and yeah he, he, he started crying and yeah. that set me off. I was, yeah. it was a wreck. I was all over the place. To see him in tears. Uh, yeah. Like, the realisation of what he meant to all us lot. You know? Yeah, yeah, Billy yeah. Bonds, Billy Bonds and Trevor Brock. There's two words that I I hear in everyday vocabulary. And I attach the word magnificent to Billy Bonds. Mm. And the word elegant to Trevor Brooking. Yeah.
1: When I hear I'm those
0: words, it's always the elegant Trevor in the magnificent Billy Bonds.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's brilliant. Yeah, that was, like, it was lovely to see. And it was nice as well because obviously Alvin was doing the PA for that and all the boys were there and there was like obviously some of the boys he's played with, some of the ones he managed and yeah, it was a lovely, lovely thing. Well, we're, we're overdue to be honest. Right, okay. Uh, who's going to be up front then? Who's right, going to be up, up front?
0: Front, up front uh, Main target man is going to be uh, Sir Jeff. Yep. Yeah um again like moro what's what can i say that hasn't been said before um you know I, I called it to my dad. he was just an average um wing off you know <laughs> going nowhere and yeah until ron obviously converted him there and i watched the world cup final um uh not long ago yeah and, one, uh first that, you know, apart from him obviously getting the act trick and like the perfect act trick as well yeah He's he's got everything. He's got pace. He's got strength. He's great in the air. Um, technically, I mean, again, you don't get many people talk about this, but that controversial goal when Bally goes down the right wing and he whips that ball in, and then obviously like Jeff hits the shot and it hits the bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you you watch how Jeff takes that ball. how he receives the ball in the box. His first touch and his turn and swivel and then to get the shot in technically that was magnificent yeah that was magnificent but uh yeah i've got a target man i've got to be you. like you know again there's no competition for his place in my 11 but you could mention dean ashton i think dean ashton he could have been a west ham legend I oh he could have been he yeah probably would have stayed us if uh he, he, like, you know i think he may uh he certainly had the ability to be a potential england regular yeah. dean ashton. Uh, Oh definitely we loved him. And I think, yeah. I think obviously he was very unlucky, but I think we would have seen him for more than like the odd two or three years. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I... Arson, I'll be honest with you, my my overriding emotion of John Arson was, you know, when him and Paul Kitson helped to stay up and then yeah. the following season, Arson oh. was unmarkable oh. on, on certain occasions. And he was a beast. Unmarkable. Yeah. That obviously knew where the goal was. But then he took his foot off the pedal. And whether that, whether that, coincided with a dodgy knee or something but i was my lasting emotion of john artson is disappointment you know he took his foot off he put on tons of weight and then he he weren't bothered and so he don't even come into the equation but um so really when you're thinking the target man you other than her you're looking at artson or dean ashton yeah, um, but that's no, obviously Hersey for me
1: yeah definitely And obviously, you've been fortunate enough to see the see the three of them play in it as well which yep. is which is a nice yeah a great thing to be able to do yeah. Um, right okay so Hursty's in and then that that means there's one more spot oh. one more spot I man tell
0: you, I cannot tell you how much I love this man and wow. uh, one of one of the functions oh, I must have had one too many Peronis because <laughs> I kept telling him that I kept saying to him, "Do you realise how well you're thought of at West Ham? Yeah, it's Pop Robson. Lovely. Pop Robson. Um, it, Pop. He, I, you know, he was fantastic. And again, he could have played for most teams in in England yeah. at that time. But my my my, my favourite story about Pop Robson is when he signed for us for the second time. A mate of mine was an apprentice at West Ham uh, at the time. And my mate told me, he said, like, at training, like when you had the training games, that when Pop Robson had a shot on goal, it hit the target every single time. Not necessarily score every time, but he never, ever missed the target. And wow. if you if you go back over the old DVDs and your videos, um, yeah. I think this game's actually on the Billy Bond story, funnily enough. It's, we played a game against Man United. Again, that was about 72. And he gets two goals uh both of those goals in that game were fantastic goals great technique great technique great finishing and i think i think his finishing was world class i wouldn't call him a world-class player but if if, i read bobby moore's first book or the the book that he wrote there's been about bobby since but there's somewhere in there that says uh bobby moore reckoned he was as good as gerd muller Right. Wow. And the only reason why he wasn't thought of as good as Gert Muller is because Ron Greenwood <laughs> didn't tell him. So that's a little that's a little slur on Ron Greenwood's main management. But according to Bobby Moore, Pop Robson was as good as Gert Muller. Yeah. 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 And, well, also,
1: and also, the thing about Pop as well is we've had, obviously, we've had TC on. um, We've had Crossy on as well. And yeah. both of them basically... St- yeah they, they pop robson was was their idol yeah um and obviously crossy was fortunate enough to play with him um
0: that's Crossy, that's Crossy
1: as well oh, top like top top guy oh, and yeah. and so him and and obviously Cotty. so you know not only the fact that pop played for west ham and obviously had an effect on you know people who when he was playing but obviously that you know some some like tony Cotty being his idol you know it's just like it's it's a it's a circle of life type thing but um yeah, yeah. Yeah, lovely love man. Lovely man. Pop,
0: the do you normally ask for substitutes?
1: Yeah, um, go, who would you have on? I, mean, I don't usually, I mean, but go on then.
0: Someone, someone could say, oh hey, well, I left Paolo out of the team? <laughs> I mean, I'm looking for players to get me out of my seat. I mean, we had some <laughs> rubbish teams when Paolo was in the team, right? But one one touch from Paolo could make the entrance fee. Yeah, like, <sighs> you know, a b- bit b- b- too recent, play it. Genuine yep. world class player. Oh yeah. So longevity, like yep. you know, his attitude stunk towards the end, you know. and yep. uh, You know, uh, you know, how, how can I even consider these players? You
1: that's
0: know. High, uh, yeah. So you know, um slavin billich was was a brilliant centre back for us. Yeah. And he was with us about a year, year and a half. Yeah. And demanded to go to Everton for ten thousand pound a week. Yeah. You know,
1: that yeah. He I wanted to
0: take you. Punk wages, but ability wise, ability wise, oh, great, he's, he? he's, he's, he's on my bench. Mm. Ludo's on the bench. Yes, Julian. I could, I could imagine. I'm getting slaughtered for not putting Julian in. Probably the best left back we've had, you know, in, in 50 60 years. But uh, not, not, not my choice.
1: No, it's a generational thing as well, Vic. In it, it's like you know, because you, it's, it's like for me, I, he is because I never saw Frank, Frank, you know, any other left backs really apart from. You know, yeah. uh, Pablo Romero. <laughs> you know, it was like a toss up Pablo <laughs> and Wayne Quinn. Sorry, I was like, oh, oh yeah, stop it. Stop so it. many, it was like, you know, I couldn't drop, you know, which one to pick. But um, who
0: could forget hotel head Paul
1: Hilton? Yeah, exactly. Or Javier Margas, another hotel person, because obviously he famously jumped out of the smaller Hotel, didn't he? Second <laughs> walk floor, why he didn't walk out the door, I don't know. Oh, yeah. Do not know, but yes, <laughs> but we've had a few and that's, and um, I think we've had about 250 different players have come up. So it just shows you yeah. it's not all and because we do this little generational thing. It means that it's, it's not always, you know, the the best players. It's because yeah. you know some kid. You know, we had we had little Jake Cox on the other day. He's only thirteen, so you know he hasn't got the he hasn't got the best. Oh, We're well, doing it right now, but you know, until recently, so um, no, it's 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 lovely, and, and I love that's why I love these things because I love just talking about old players and 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 sort of reliving your memories again, which is fantastic. But uh, Vic, man, it's been brilliant. Thank you so much for your time. I've really, so, really good. i well,
0: well chuffed. You've
1: asked me, bus. Oh, no, don't be silly. It's all if we're all fans, and it doesn't matter who, who we get on, you know, everyone loves listening to other people's stories. Um, as I said, it's it's um, it's all good. I think we've had about well, we've had over 230 different guests on, so thank you so much, and obviously, Brilliant. thank you i'd like to be in person one day yeah definitely oh, do you know what i'm i, I'm, I don't am i think i'm gonna have to buy a beer until about 2050 by the looks of it because everyone's yes. like next next game next where we can meet again it's like yeah oh, i know i know. think about you buying
0: me one
1: <laughs> yeah well yeah yes yeah <laughs> <laughs> we'll do it we'll do it when len when len starts doing up his, his things again yeah i'll go yeah, along to good. one right. i'll go along to one But obviously, thank you to everyone for watching as well. If you're watching on YouTube, give it a like, give it a share. If you're watching it on Spotify, Apple iPods, whatever, give it a share. Give it a subscribe. Um, And then from me and Vic, take care, everyone. Stay safe. Wash those hands. Come and you wines. And we'll see you again very, very soon. Take care, everyone. See you later. Bye-bye.
0: Podcast Network. Plus.